Oh, okay, we can start, right? Yes, yes, we can. Welcome to One Foot on the Ground. This, this is, is Ashley. Johnny. Mother. <laughs> and this is Johnny. And today we are discussing a toys. 1992. Thank you so much, because I forgot. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> There's, I can't tell you, I was... When I was looking up this movie, I knew it was toys from 1992, but I was looking something about it up and then I started getting results for a movie. Oh, what was it? Demonic Toys also from 1992. And I was like, hello. I didn't I didn't know about that. I know that there's a lot of confusion sometimes with the the movie The Toy with Richard Pryor, I think. Mm, yeah. When I used to work at a video shops, like two, I mean, two different ones, people would always constantly confuse those two. And I was like, yeah, they're two different things. And I honestly, I've never seen the toy, so I don't really know what that's about. But um, Well, I know that Demonic Toys looks fantastic. <laughs> it looks very much like, um, like a killer clowns from outer space, but um, in the version of toys. Oh, I see. Like, you know, like teddy bears with sharp teeth. So did you, did you write down a synopsis for this one? I, (laughs) I did. I kind of, kind Uh, of, I wanted to shut up. Yeah, I did. No, that's fine. I I just wondered because I was going to have you do that if you, if you wanted to. Yeah. Just to tell the kids what this movie's about. Oh, well, the movie is about the owner, an eccentric owner of a successful toy factory. Um, I didn't write his name down. Zevo, right? Zevo, yeah. Yeah. Uh, who is dying and leaving ownership to his military brother with hopes that his adult son, played by Robin Williams, will grow into the responsibility and take over it one day and like succeed his dead brother. Uh, But the brother who uh, hasn't had a a sense of self-worth since the Vietnam war. Was that it? Like he never had like his great war. I think it was Vietnam. Or maybe Vietnam was the last war and he hasn't. Yeah. There hasn't been one since and he's mad about it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he uh he he takes he takes on the factory and he uh he gets a revelation to use the toys to create uh war war toys and warfare for children uh which then causes a civil war within the walls of the factory between him and uh his kin. Yes. So that is yeah, that's the basic go over. Yeah, I didn't read what I wrote. <laughs> okay. No, it's that is definitely what what happens. Um Yeah, he he destroys all the whimsy in the in the company. Basically, yeah. He he doesn't like and and Robin Williams is Robin Williams. This is like a 
a a prime example of Robin Williams in a movie. Yeah, it's like it's the same year as Aladdin with the same oh. director as Good Morning Vietnam. Yes, and that's a that's an interesting point, the Aladdin thing, because that was one of the things that I read about that was very interesting. Um, and I did not know this. I knew that Robin Williams had a problem with Disney because of Aladdin, but I, I didn't know that it had something to do with this movie and I had no idea. So, cause I knew that he had an issue with Disney mm -hmm. over Aladdin and because of it, eventually down the line to apologize to Robin Williams, they bought him a Picasso. <laughs> And I was like, <laughs> okay, I mean, if that's what you're doing. Um, and that's why Robin Williams came back to do one of the sequels. I can't remember. I don't think he was in the second Aladdin. I think he was in the third. Like he came back for that one. Um, something like that. I mean, I really didn't care for the sequels as much as the original, but whatever. That's not the point of this podcast. That's a different episode. But um, <laughs> basically what happened was Robin Williams knew that both movies were coming out the same year and he knew that Aladdin was going to be like a big popular huge deal and he didn't want it to overshadow this film because Barry Levinson the director had been working on this film for like over 10 years and wanted to make this film so badly and um he was afraid that Aladdin was going to overshadow it. So he specifically asked Disney to not include him in the promotional stuff for the film. Like he didn't want the genie to be like a big deal promoted that he was going to be in that because he yeah. wanted toys to have a fair shot. And basically Disney was like, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> We're not doing that. You're a big deal. This is a big deal character you're yeah. in the trailers sorry uh, yeah and and disney's like dollar signs dollar signs dollar <laughs> yeah. signs dollar signs and who cares if we screw over this poor guy that wanted to make this fabulous yeah, we'll just buy movie. him a picasso and smooth <laughs> it over well not just him but like it's like all the people that worked on toys it is kind of a smack in the face that that that's what basically happens to you like your movie's going to be completely overshadowed by this blockbuster animated thing by a company that was like i mean disney at that point was gold like you couldn't mess with it like after what was it little mermaid and then beauty and the beast and then you got aladdin it's like or wait a minute was aladdin second and then beauty and the beast no, no beauty and the beast was 1990 wasn't it was it 1990 because aladdin was 92 obviously what was yeah because 89 was little mermaid maybe beauty and the beast was 1990 I feel like Aladdin was the third one. 1991, apologies. 91, okay, and then 1992. Okay, so yeah. But, um, and that is kind of my biggest problem with this. Now, first of all, before I get into all that, have you seen this film up until now? Had you ever seen no. it before? I thought I did, and the opening, the opening sequence, which, by the way, was long, and why was it there? But okay. You I need remember... to calm down a little bit there. <laughs> and, 
And I have very specific reason to have oh, beef with I, you over I'm that. I'm sure you do. Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> but keep going. <laughs> but, <laughs> like, like, I wasn't thinking that while I was watching it. It was just as time went on, I was like, the fuck was that about? <laughs> like, it came back up with, like, the the employees was it the employees in the audience but also children uh but i was like is this a christmas movie maybe it's just maybe it's just christmas time but it released december 20th so well yeah both and, and aladdin was also a holiday film wasn't it because oh. their features usually happen during the like november december kind of areas because a little mermaid i believe came out around my birthday because I always joke about the fact that I went to go see that when Melissa was being born. Our friend Melissa was born exactly <laughs> 10 years after me on the same day. So I always joke that I was watching Little Mermaid while she was being born. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's uh, just the joke, though. Maybe it wasn't November. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that might. No, it was November 25th. For a Little Mermaid? No, for Aladdin. Damn for it. Aladdin? Okay, yeah. See? Sorry. See? Little Merm... That was also... That's also the year I was born. I wasn't what, born 89? in November, though. You were born in November. Yes. Um, so... Wait a minute. What were you saying? You were what was I saying about oh about trash. the opening sequence? I remember seeing. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the opening sequence. I remember a few blips of the movie, and I think I've seen it on TV, and didn't stick with it. You know uh, what I mean? Like either channel surfing or only watching parts of it or whatever. Yeah. Because you know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, because yeah. I so, was like, curious about that, because I didn't even think about that before we did it. I was like, I just yeah. have this assumption that people see the movies that I watch. <laughs> and I don't know what I, because I was like, oh, I've seen toys. And I don't know what I thought I saw. Maybe it was <laughs> the Richard Pryor one. <laughs> <laughs> well, so what I wanted to say about this movie in general is how much it angers me that nobody likes it <laughs> because it wasn't very well received um no and i don't know why and i mean i know why i think but and you can't put all the blame on aladdin you can't put all the blame no you you definitely can't put all the blame on aladdin but i i would say that and maybe it's the ending that kind of like snags a little bit like even watching it as many times as i have i still have kind of issues with the end of the movie but overall it is a spectacular work of art like start to finish it is a beautiful film to watch and the sets i mean i i wrote this in my notes um the sets yeah. Almost almost like they had a $43 million budget. I mean, good God. Can you imagine how much it costs to do this movie? I, I couldn't that, even That was you. it. How much was it? <laughs> $43 million. $43 million. Yeah, um, the designer, The designer, Ferdinando uh, Scarf... <laughs> I, w I wrote it down and I can't read my writing. Scarfatoni? Uh-huh. No, Scarfiati. 
Right, right, right. Yeah, Scarfiati. Uh, Fernando Scarfiati, Italian, uh, obviously. He uh, spent over a year on the sets and he took up all the sound stages at Fox when he was doing this. Um, and then, uh, but that was like one of my biggest things. It's like he took over a year working on the sets for this film and it's very obvious. But the thing that I think might have gone over people's heads is that fact like do you know what i mean like well that's like not it's not something that a lot of people would think about right. it's just like oh that's a fun visual but because it's so um minimalist sort of that you wouldn't think in your head oh that would have been a super complicated thing to come up with or to do i was thinking that this whole movie i was like this movie had a big ass budget <laughs> like like yeah. from the because there's like carousels that i don't know have toys sliding out of them mm -hmm. that have iconic toys at the top of them like mm -hmm. the top like a top like a like a spinning top like a dreidel yeah you know and like they and i kept thinking like that's a massive where where did that go <laughs> like where who did that go that? after yeah. that <laughs> Yeah, who had well, it before? I mean, who had it after? I thought the same thing for Xanadu, because Xanadu oh, had yeah. like, like these big old set big, pieces, and I'm like, pieces. why was that there? They probably took it from some other set. I don't think Xanadu created all those pieces, whereas no. this was this created for was the created film. for the film, and it, it's not just that because that's like that's part of that interior situation that I was talking. About. Like he took up yeah. all the sound stages, but then they also had the sets that were outdoors. And I mean, the fields, the fields alone, and those were real fields. Like if you ever go back and watch this again at some point, just watch the fields in the background oh, they were, they were with the wind blowing through them. It was spectacular. And this is, I, I'm also very disappointed that this is not um, available in high definition because it would be spectacular to see this in clarity. But the, I mean, those fields, where the frick did you find these fields? And then, like that, um, their house, like oh, how it's, it's just, just like, a big down. block thing, and the thing folds open to show the front of the house. It's, it is spectacular, and that's what I'm talking about. Like, to a lot of people, it's probably just like, eh, whatever. Like, it's a thing that just looks simple, but the complicated aspect of that simple thing is beyond. Like, just coming up with all these sets is beyond, and. And then to have them work the way that they did in the film. Do you know what I mean? Like physically work, like like physically, like that thing had to open up. And it's yeah. huge. It's massive. It's it's not like it's a cute little uh, miniature. Yeah, and it's like, all, all practical. It's all right? practical. All of it. I'm, like, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure all of the movie is practical. Yeah, I don't think there's any, like there was certainly no digital. No, I think there was one digital effect. I think it was at the end with the the ball that opened up and then it like curled back under itself. I think <laughs> I that don't was even a, remember that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what you just described, I was like like in the Terminator <laughs> when he yes, drops exactly. down. <laughs> oh, this actually does have a sound uh, borrowed from the Terminator. I noticed. Yeah, Jason noticed too. He walked in. He's like, "Are you watching the Terminator?" <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> it's like I'm watching toys. Um, 
Yeah, it was when they were playing video games. Yeah, yeah. It was the the horror bit. <clears throat> what else was there? I wanted to write down all these things. So, like I told you, it was over ten years in development um, mm -hmm. for the writing and development. Um, it was supposed to be Barry Levinson's first film, um, but obviously that didn't happen. His first film ended up being Diner in 1983. Um, but when Sherry uh, Lansing took over as head of production at Fox in 1980, this was uh, one of the first movies on her development list, like or her development slate. She in 1980, like that's. <laughs> <laughs> That's how long this thing was in development. Um, so I'm just going by my notes here because I wrote a bunch and I wrote them in order, sort of. So <laughs> the opening sequence yeah. that you had such a problem with, that was Wendy and Lisa <laughs> of Wendy and Lisa from the Revolution, Prince in the Revolution. Uh, and oh, Wendy oh, was the woman is. singing. <laughs> and I fucking love that song. So I was perfectly content with that being the opening of the film. <laughs> it is a beautiful song. It was a it was a beautiful sequence. I was just like, as time went on, I was like, oh, is that gonna come back up? <laughs> it did. <laughs> like, it has a reprise. It, did. it it did, but I was still like, why? I honestly also thought it was interesting to. Well, I mean, I, there's so many things going on in this movie. Like, it's not just. It's not two-dimensional. It looks two-dimensional for the most part, but, but it's not. It's very three-dimensional. It's eccentric. Like, uh, it's very eccentric. Like the story. Yeah. I mean, yeah. even the story, like, and I think for it being such a, a bizarre, surreal, I mean, this was obviously a film that was, like, meant to be a visual experience. It's not like... Um, it's not going to have a super complicated plot that's super interesting or... Do you know what I mean? Like the writing of it, I mean, obviously they had to write it and it probably took them forever to come up with how to make this into a movie <laughs> because <laughs> it's such a bizarre thing to even do. Like yeah. the idea of it is so strange, but for them to come up with something that made sense, it was like, well, good. Now film it. <laughs> We've come up with it. Film it. Film it before anybody says no. Um <laughs> kind of how it feels a little bit but um no i was gonna say like there's a lot of like i liked the idea of them showing that set like at the the closing of the year which was the song mm -hmm. um and i just fucking love that song and it was so beautiful to see wendy i was like oh wendy um but the whole like there's that cityscape or whatever and it also kind of throws back to like old films like um shit uh what was that movie the jazz king of jazz where it had like these beautiful miniature sets that these dancers were like walking through so yeah it had, and like, then and then there's children also stumbling through them and then gifts are being parachuted down yeah and toys are wound and walking around well and i think that was also uh like it was brought up later because that's basically where the end battle happened was in that room. Yeah, with so, the with the old toys. Yes. Yeah. So and that <laughs> that's going to be the part that I, I'm always going to have a problem with at the end. <laughs> Cuz oh, it is see, a little bit I so it's a right. little cheesy. Like <laughs> I I really there were a few 
there were a few things about the movie at the beginning that I, how do I put this? That, that I didn't, I wasn't really hooked in for. Mm-hmm. But once that uncle just started being so ridiculous and he was like wearing his his uniform that was like a pastel camouflage. Oh my God, it was <laughs> fantastic. He couldn't give up the military and he couldn't handle living in his dad's shadow. And, and dad no joke, light no joke. His four stars. Hilarious. Excuse me. No, no joke. <laughs> I want that camouflage. <laughs> Like why? Has, why hasn't that caught on as a thing? Like, like for pride. Hello, can we have some military oh, people look at for that. pride yeah. wearing that? Fantastic. Um, by the way, the the actor playing the military guy is uh, Michael Gambon, um, who everybody knows as Dumbledore. Well, the second Dumbledore. He took over when the previous one passed away. Um, but he's also just a fantastic actor in general. I mm-hmm. love him as an actor. But, and honestly, I'm not going to lie. I've seen this so many times. He's the one character that I kind of never paid attention to until this particular viewing. And oh, really? that's when I realized who the actor was. I was like, oh, shit, it's him. <laughs> yeah, I realized when I wrote down the synopsis, I talked about him and not Robin Williams. Yeah. Well, Robin... <laughs> like, I clearly, like, was more invested <laughs> in this Robin... guy who is losing his marbles yeah. than well, whatever maturity or growth that Robin Williams was going it's through. It's almost like they... I mean, even that is interesting. Like, the fact that they kind of switched gears. Like, Robin's character had to mature and be less silly and mm-hmm. the other guy just kept going backwards like he kept yeah, he was his mind and he was spiraling and he eventually became a juvenile asshole so it's kind of funny that that they switched roles basically throughout the thing but um yeah i was gonna say robin in this movie i mean robin is gonna be robin yeah he's he's, he's always he's always the same dude and i didn't I didn't care for him in the movie. I thought like, he was. I mean, I don't know if it could have been anybody else doing this. No, it could have been like who? Neil Patrick Harris. No. <laughs> I mean, I think if you, I think if you made it now, I think if you made a, a, a I mean, who in the world would ever want to? do this again after it failed so badly but if you did do a I remake think Joan this, Cusack would be on board oh my god Joan Cusack she was perfect Ken I perfect. loved her I absolutely loved her and in the beginning when when like Robin Williams is putting her to bed in her big old like the duck swan coffin or yeah <laughs> yeah it's probably a swan um but there were so many ducks in the movie yeah like toy ducks that I Whatever. It might have been a duck. I don't know. I think I think it was a swan. I don't know. Um, Who cares? It was, it was probably definitely a swan. It was a definitely bird a long neck. Type thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When he was putting her to bed, um, and like they were talking about the meeting they had just had with their uncle, and it was like the first executive or board meeting or whatever, and he was talking about like making war toys. Mm-hmm. And uh, Joan Cusack's character, whose name is like escaping me right now, I can't remember. She, it was like, like, Al- Alsta- Alstasia, 
Oh, uh, yeah, she did have a weird name, didn't she? Yeah. Not Anastasia. Like, no. But, like, I think it's Alastasia. Or Alastasia. Something like that. Anyway. Okay. She... She had said, but war toys? And I heard, because I wasn't watching this with captions, we're toys. And I was like, ooh, that's interesting. They are toys. And then, like, the movie went on, and I was like, they're not toys. And I rewound it. <laughs> I was like, damn it, they're talking about the war toys. But then there were hints that Joan wasn't human, and I was, and I, like, caught on to that quicker because I thought that she you had proclaimed, she <laughs> <laughs> "We're toys, Robin." Yeah, or and I was like, your name "That's is? fun," but yeah, his name no, was she... what? Leslie? Was his name Leslie? Yeah, his name was Leslie. Yeah, Leslie Zevo. Um, yeah, but yeah, when they were like, what, 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 I think LL Cool J was like, you know, you haven't changed much or even at all. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and LL yeah. Cool J. I mean, so many people in this freaking movie. I mean, mm -hmm. go back for a second. Um, I'm looking at my notes again. Go ahead. So I got the Wendy and Lisa, which I put mm -hmm. three hearts next to because <laughs> I was so excited to talk about that, <laughs> even though you hated it. Um, I didn't say I hated it. The I next thing why. was Tori Amos. Oh, I forgot to mention that. I also thought that this was going to be a super dystopian thing because like, we did the Christmas scene and then it went right into happy worker and it sounded super dystopian but like a very light-hearted dystopian well and i i was like ready for some like spooky creepy mundane terrible like lives in the in the factory but everyone was like super happy no, and they, they were, were all they were legitimately lovely. happy workers legitimately and happy. i was like oh I've been happy workers I love that song and because I mean when this came out like the time that it did was a perfect timing for Tori Amos to be a part of it because um, she was the hot thing at the moment um, I mean even her being in Twister she had a song in Twister too Tallulah but um, perfect or even like Great Expectations she did stuff for that score too but anyway brilliant idea and brilliantly done and then of course later when it has a reprise and it's like this crazy remix version of it with the hoo ha hoo ha hoo ha <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's fantastic i just i love that so much um but tori always and i i mean i can't tell you how much i love that song um love it and then i was going to point out robin was a good choice for this and I also loved his deadpan humor in this movie. I think that's what you call it. Is that what you call it? Deadpan humor where it's kind of like. Where you say the thing and you don't react to it. Yeah. Like he's making yeah. jokes, but nobody's reacting to them. And nobody's, do you know what I mean? It's like, I love that. And he did it throughout the movie. I mean, obviously there's points where him and Robin Wright are like laughing at each other, making jokes. Yeah. But early on like you see like it's when he's what, what were they testing they were watching footage of him going around with these gigantic ears and <laughs> like as like you know is this funny or whatever they're analyzing it and they're very 
very serious about analyzing this ridiculous footage of him walking around a store with these ears. And <laughs> he says like, um, they're talking about like, I don't know, are they too big? Or is, you know, is this, is this making fun of people with big ears? Or is it making fun of people with small heads? And Robin <laughs> says like, without any kind of joke, like, like nobody's laughing at, at all these things, but he says, well, I know the royal family's gonna have an issue with it either way. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my god that's fantastic but like nobody laughs because it's like it's serious analysis of what they're doing there was a there was um my favorite robin williams was when they were oh, oh, all right his dad was worried about him not having like the maturity to or the know-how to run the company but i don't recall seeing growth from Leslie Zevo, otherwise known as Robin Williams's character, because he just seemed like he got it the whole time. I don't yeah. know what he needed other than, I don't know, Gwen Tyler or whoever, uh, Robin Wright, Robin, Robin Wright, Wright's yeah. character. Well, show, and but his dad obviously was trying to set that up before he passed away. Cause he yeah, hired her also, specifically. Also weird. Like she's a person. Um, <laughs> well, but, I think he knew that they would get along or whatever. Yeah. And even, uh, even I, I did oh, have I a problem with the, it. with the relationship. I was like, oh, well, you didn't like it or you, what? I did not like the relationship, Why? but I did like, because it felt like he, because it was just him, him being ridiculous and like not being funny and telling her to smile <laughs> and um, oh did he oh he did didn't he yeah but then and then he like tried to like cheer her up or whatever but it didn't feel like to me anyway it didn't feel like gwen was a full character she was just a character that mirrored robin williams you know what i mean yeah so, like, I wasn't super invested in it. Like I was interested in to see where it goes, but then it didn't go like it didn't build up with her or at I least it, not enough. For I guess me. it really didn't. I, I don't know. I mean, I just, I'm more or less liked um, the observation of them more than I yeah. enjoyed their actual connection. If that makes sense, like, <laughs> yeah, I, like, I could care less. I, I mean, I'm just, yay, they're together, whatever. But, well, I, <laughs> but it I was liked, more the observation the... of like, um, Joan Cusack's character, like, oh, he finally found her. You know, it's like adorable. That I she thought was that so was cute, and I was that. looking forward to more. And even the um, old old dude that was the assistant guy that should have taken over the company, um, yeah. like him noticing yes. that they got together. It was just, it was cute. The, I like the guy who uh, the guy who lost his marbles, right? Oh yeah, and Hook. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think yeah. I noticed that until this viewing either. That that guy was also <laughs> in Hook, and I was like, oh look, they're together. Yeah, but I did like the going back to like the deadpan um, humor. I did like the joke when we first see Robin White is a bit of a dork, like Robin Williams, when. Um, he makes a joke about her, like her food, and he said it was dolphin friendly. And then she like she oh she did the dolphin noise. 
yeah and then she and then she carried on i was like that's hilarious and i hope like i think what i was hoping for is that she was funnier than him you know like that like she got it and then she like took it to the next level instead of yeah. us relying on robin williams like i was expecting maybe I mean, that maybe that's it yeah but, i mean that would have that would have been good if they had been able to do that but also who could do that who has the time who has i mean who <laughs> god it's exhausting like i remember robin had that i would say issue i wouldn't say that it was a talent i would say it was an issue he had because if you ever saw like behind the scenes stuff with him in any movie he's constant like it's nonstop. It's not something that he could control very well. All his stuff <laughs> yeah. that he did, and a lot of the times, if you watch the the behind the scenes about the making of his films, like there's so much of it that's improvised because he's just constantly going. He's yeah, constantly doing a lot stuff. Of, um, a in lot fact, of, uh, extra a lot footage. of this was that, like the scene where he um, and Barry Levinson would just keep the camera rolling. And half the stuff that was in the movie was just stuff that was not part of the scene, but he just kept oh, going, so he just did it. You could you could tell some scenes were like a little long. They were, but they could not, have been cut. Like or they could I, don't, have been, I don't mean that in a bad way, but I mean like no. a little long, where you can tell like there was improvisation like mm -hmm. happening, and they were just holding it to see where it went. Yeah. But I want to say I want to say that say it. Say she, it. <laughs> she did the dolphin noise. She walked away like she was hot shit, and she was. And Robin Williams said to um, Marbles, right? I think it was Marbles. He no, said, I think it was the lunch guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the lunch guy. Um, how long do you think she can she can stay out of water? Oh, and yeah. I thought that <laughs> that was funny. I thought that that was a solid joke. Like she made a solid joke. Or like she made a, a weird and then left. And I thought that that was a solid joke. And then he made a solid joke and nobody reacted to it. And I was like, that was good. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was yeah. back in. There was yeah. just, I mean, there was a lot of this that was just well done. The, I, I don't know how to explain yeah. that exactly. But like, because like, like the, I said, the with, vomit, with Robin Williams the vomit being so scene. out of control, I think that the, Barry Levinson got the right balance out of everything to get the right performance out of him to make this work the way that it did. Because I think it did work in the end, for the most part. The whole yeah, thing. I don't I think mean, it was a bad movie. No. I, I enjoyed the movie. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say, though? I was going to say, oh, I was going to I was going to bring up um, when he did one hour photo. Just I know this is a little another movie, but it's kind of the same thing, like if you ever watched one hour photo you're like wow robin williams didn't make jokes it wasn't funny like it wasn't a funny movie and it was yeah, weird he, he was being and real, then real <laughs> yeah it was creepy as <laughs> frick but he also that was the thing that i thought was interesting was if you watch behind the scenes of him like making the film it was horribly difficult for him to do that because if you watch the footage, like he'll do his take, like you see in the movie, like him being a serious person, like he's not mm -hmm. Robin Williams. And then as soon as somebody says cut, he goes bonkers and starts doing all kinds of his Robin Williams things. Like he'll pick things up and make jokes and do this stuff. 
Oh it was goodness, that's got to be terrible exhausting. for like everyone else on set. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I, and I'm not disparaging Robin Williams at all. And I know he obviously had issues. Obviously, now that I mean, it, you know what I mean. But it's like it must be exhausting to have to be around that for so. Like, I mean, his fa I can't even imagine what it was like for his family if you if you had to deal with that constantly, and then to not know that this is because of an underlying condition kind of thing like it's just like it's exhausting and it must be exhausting and clearly it was exhausting for him too but um anyway but uh what else was i gonna say oh it was fun to see some of these other people in the movie too um i haven't brought them up yet but yardley smith is in this movie who plays lisa simpson on this uh the simpsons mm, yes. but she's visually in the film as herself or uh she's one of the um what do you call it the she's in a lab coat they're the ones discussing like the vomit and stuff <laughs> i loved that vomit scene i loved it oh with the room shrinking yeah with the room shrinking with robin williams being serious but he was also being like a boss you know yeah. like he was like add carrots to that one this one like whatever and i know it's supposed to be funny but i was like look at him he can run the company i don't understand <laughs> yeah but like the and the walls were closing in and everybody was like moving and then until they're all like cramped up in the room and then LL cool j comes in and looks at all the fake vomit and he, <laughs> he, he looks disgusted and he's like you should really think about switching up your diet <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's so funny. I yeah. so <laughs> But that had to have up. been so expensive. That room had to have been so expensive to move the walls piece by piece, like in and little for it squares. To, the the puzzle of it to, to make it work the way that yeah. it did. To get it so to seamlessly. Yeah, like I mean, come on, that's fucking genius. These yeah. this the set designer, come on. And he lost his Academy Award to something else. I can't remember, but he did not win. Uh, super rude super rude um but i was also going to say i loved that idea too so basically because we we were talking about like the general kind of taking over the factory but basically what he was doing he kept asking for more space he's like oh we need more room for what i'm working on secretly and yeah. robin williams had no idea what he was working on but he kept taking up space so that's where the shrinking room comes in or like the cafeteria got smaller and was like a kind of sort yeah, of sad it happened scene. again in the cafeteria and yeah. it was horrific yeah like people like responded you know like anyone would respond to a shrinking room yeah it was like a nightmare like oh my god like, <laughs> yeah. and it was it, it was filmed that way too it was very traumatic it was like oh my god like yeah. this is awful yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but basically yeah he he kept taking up all this space and Robin Williams was trying to figure out what the hell was going on and <laughs> they figured I mean eventually but LL Cool J I forget, we we haven't really brought up his character which this is one of the few things I liked him in I don't really care for him much sorry to say I'm sorry to everybody that loves him but I don't really care uh, for cool yeah J. you you should be sorry because next week we're gonna watch deepest bluest my hat is like a shark's fin not the movie deep blue sea just LL Cool J's music video no 
Uh, I'm just going to veto that. No, we're not doing that. Um, oh, man. You only get one veto, and that means... <laughs> Shut up. No, I I just... I, I didn't... Uh, yeah, no. I don't really care for him. But anyway, I liked him in this movie. I thought he did very well. Um, he wasn't... It, it was good. It was a good part for him to do. He plays the, the general's son. Mm-hmm. I don't think... Did they explain what anything about him i can't remember if they explain his the, character the general son i yeah. know that he he was also part of the military following yeah. his father's footsteps he took things very seriously he didn't like his food to touch oh i'm bringing that up don't worry about that that's one of my favorite <laughs> things ever but um <laughs> uh, and I, like yeah, and he, he knew he knew like he knew Leslie and Joan, Joan, Alastasia. Yeah, he knew them from previous. But but I was just gonna because say like he was brought in for security purposes. Like the one of the first meetings that they ever had with the general, and he was falling asleep during the meeting because he could care less about any of that shit. And then mm-hmm. he finally heard somebody say that there was like. Um, a bug in the company like somebody was spying on them and taking oh their no that some another toy company released uh, something that, that was, was similar and they thought that it may have been leaked leaked that was and, it yeah. and he's like a leak leak what and he he sat up and was like i'm yeah, he's like this is finally something i can deal with so he brought in his son to basically like do the security for the toy factory and um then of course he started taking over and i mean spoilers he was making war toys now this is the part where it should have gone in one direction and it kind of didn't um because i thought it was genius that he would bring in children who play these video games so well which is ahead of its time because that became or like right a thing. with its time <laughs> what Oh, I said, or right with the time. Right with the time. I mean, I feel like that was before I was aware that games like that existed. I didn't. We played like Mario. Like I didn't. Oh. I didn't know there was war <laughs> games out there. But um, <laughs> but I thought it was interesting. It was a super interesting concept that you would have like all these children who are very skilled at these games, and they're playing what they think is a game, but in reality. They're learning how to maneuver an actual location that could destroy, like, war, but, like, with toys, basically. And I thought that was genius. I was like, that is a brilliant concept for a film at some point to just do focus on something like that, where these children have no idea that they're actually destroying things. They're just playing a game. Um, that is uh, Ender's Game. Oh, is that a movie? <laughs> And a book, yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I did not know that. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Was... No, no. The Ender's Game. They're like the the kids are, you know, in this giant simulation situation, and it turns out that they are, and it, it's like it's not a game. They're actually destroying uh, people and places and things. Um. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. I've seen the movie. <laughs> but like, yeah, real death is happening. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. But I mean, yeah. it's good. Then there's spoiler. a Spoiler. That's like a, uh, a big old spoiler. <laughs> but my thing was for, for that to be the case for his 
needing all the space and for him developing these war toys. I thought that that's what they were going to try to take down, which I guess technically they did, but but, <laughs> but they were trying to save the factory. But they, they yeah, really, it yeah. ended up just being like them pitting toys against toys, like toys, not like war. <laughs> like, I don't know how to explain this, but it was like the most silly, ridiculous war toys, like like kids' toys, like antique toys that could kill. And it, it was kind of dumb. I thought that was where it kind of, to me, I was like, well, that's kind of silly. Like, it didn't work for me. I, I think that's where, and that's what I'm saying. I think a lot of people could be against this movie for that reason, because I feel like that is the point where it did get ridiculous. And I, but I also think it, it had a lot to do with Michael Gammon's character and how he completely went insane. Like the dude was nuts. Yeah, he, by the end he of dove movie. head first back into his adolescence. Yeah, but retained his uh, violent adult violent nature. Adult, yeah, um, where he he loved war. He thought war was fantastic. Um, yeah, but, yeah, and the scene where he's like shooting the UN cars in the video game. Oh yeah, like the he UN trucks. Like, <laughs> and, and he's like, oh, I almost hit a tank there. Why would I do that with all these UN trucks around? And LL Cool J is like coming to realization that maybe his father isn't completely Nuts. hinged. Yeah. <laughs> um, and LL Cool J did turn over to the the good side of things, which yeah. is good. Yeah, he's like, you know, things are getting real weird <laughs> over in the secret rooms. So I guess tech, and that was, oh yeah, because he had that weird machine in the water, uh, like a some kind of underwater thing creature thing beast. and did you notice the the reference that he made yes. when he um i thought tried you to... were gonna pick up on that for sure oh i did i did and you know what else i picked up on how homeboy said the wrong word oh did he He's, yeah he said uh i wrote it down he said bravada instead of barada Clatu uh -oh. Barada Nikto. But he was like, Clatu Bravada Nikto. And I was like, that's why you died. Ah! <laughs> you said the wrong you said the wrong phrase. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> no, he um he had a beast under there. But that was where Robin or not Robin, Ella Cool J's character kind of switched over because he realized this was serious. Like he was yeah. basically a, Robin could have died because mm -hmm. he was like, No, I want to see if this thing works. Like <laughs> When Robin was in the water, and yeah, uh, when he had his like Doctor Evil things, like like it's yeah. like basically a shark with a laser on its head. Yeah, um, but I also wanted to go back a little bit here, just to mention some people that were in this movie. Uh, Debbie Mazar, which was um, we've we've brought her up on the podcast before, but I don't think we've done. Has she been in a movie that we've done? I don't think no. so. No, she she's in like every. Uh, wait, no, no, no. Yeah, she has. She was in Empire Records. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. She yeah. She's in. Yep, 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 yep. She yeah. was. Yeah, she's also in like every Adam Sandler movie, right? She's like Is in a she? ton of Adam Sandler movies. Oh, I didn't know that. I don't really watch a lot of his movies, right? so I couldn't tell you. Or no, or maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. I'm pretty sure it's her. Oh, I'm probably thinking of somebody else. Oh, well, no, Debbie Mazar bad. is, um, for me, being a Madonna nerd, she was one of Madonna's best friends early on, like in the early 80s. 
and she did Madonna's makeup up until like I think 19 I don't know 87 or 88 somewhere around there um and they're still very good friends they're still like not this current birthday but the birthday before quarantine uh her and Debbie Mazer were hanging out for Madonna's birthday um how but cute yeah they're they're still they're still chumming it yo but um i just love seeing her in anything because i just she's so freaking beautiful and she has gorgeous <laughs> eyes um she's yeah she's fantastic she was we've i think we've we have brought her up before she was i mean if 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 you don't know who she is you would maybe know her from um she was in the batman forever was it batman forever with two-faced tommy lee jones she was spice like sugar and spice she was spice you think that's where people are gonna know her from i don't know people might have seen that crappy movie <laughs> i feel like everybody saw I... that because of jim carrey like ugh, ugh. i mean i saw that movie and i did not realize that she was in it i what? think that was the only thing i liked about the movie but i was like <laughs> why isn't she in this more <laughs> she's also in um space truckers she's in space truckers a lot oh, more, I didn't but see that. i don't think anybody's seen that <laughs> no well she's and like in... even what was it the the remake of house on haunted hill not like the haunting of hill house situation but like the one from the 90s mm -hmm. with um oh the um, jansen the what Fam isn't isn't that isn't that how you say her name? Famique? She also plays Jean Grey in X Men. Maybe. It was the one with Jeffrey Rush. As Who is that? Jeffrey Rush. I only know superheroes. Oh my god. Uh Jeffrey Rush was <laughs> He was a superhero. He was in the Mystery Men, wasn't he? Um <laughs> She's the best friend in Younger. The T V show. With the uh, Hillary Duff. But Who? like Hillary Duff as an adult, Debbie Mazar. Oh, I did not know this. She's she's definitely in that show. Oh, well, good for her. She's a lesbian. Ooh, that's fancy. Know, right? So like interesting. That. Uh, <laughs> they're everywhere now. <laughs> Debbie, oh Debbie. Um. Anyway, whatever. I, in any case, I love her. Um. Can I? Okay. Can we pause? I mean, you don't have to actually pause, but pause, pause. Because Jason left, and I'm afraid my mail is sitting out there, and I don't want people to steal it. Okay, go get your mail. Okay, I'll be back. Okie dokie. Da 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 yeah 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 da 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 yeah 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 That's Wham. You know, John, whenever you listen to this. Beautiful Wham song. I can't remember what it's called. Oh. It wasn't there yet. <laughs> I was just, Don't forget was to clip this out. out. And I was like, oh my God, I have to go check. And I can't believe Jason decided this was the time to go and do something. When <sighs> I have packages going out as well. 
and people have been stealing packages off of people's porches. So I was like, well, I don't want those to get stolen. And he was like, well, I can watch them because I'm going to be here. And then you go on a bike ride. <laughs> oh, anyway, whew, now I'm all winded. Okay, so Davy Mazar is fantastic. Um, then we, of course, LL Cool J, we already talked about, but the military meal and the plate. That's one of my favorite things ever because I'm exactly the same way. I do not want my foods to touch. <laughs> <laughs> so when he you said your, that you want your peas to be in quarantine <laughs> i want quarantine peas like i mean i wouldn't eat peas but uh, but, like, <laughs> but i don't like like a thanksgiving meal like you've seen people load up their plate with food like things are touching all the time i'm not like that like my plates i'll go in for seconds eventually because I want them separated. I don't want my sweet potatoes to touch my mashed potatoes or anything to touch my biscuits. Don't even get, don't even go there. Don't touch my biscuit. How do you, so I found that for this past Thanksgiving, uh, I ate, I went back for more cranberry sauce for like the first time ever. Because I realized that the stuffing tastes way better when it's mixed with the cranberry sauce. Oh, see, I don't like stuffing. I love the idea of stuffing, but it is soggy bread, and I cannot get over that. Like, I love the smell of it. When people are making it, it's so insane to me. Like, I want to eat that so bad, but then it's just mushy, and I hate it. Like I well, need a croutons crunch. Are just stale bread. I need crunch. <laughs> like I want that flavor, but I want it crunchy. You can. I'll I'll find you, well, like, like we, a firm tofu. We found no. I don't want tofu. Density, not tofu, but like the the texture, not the texture, the density. Like that level of bounce, but still mushy. I'm sorry. My cat stuck his head in the box and started meowing again. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> He's got more secrets to confess. He does. I'm telling you. So, no, I don't. Yeah, no. But my sister ended up making um, one year, randomly one year, she made this, um, what do we call it? I can't remember what we call it. Like cornbread stuffing i can't remember what she called it but it's it's basically like a um almost like a bread pudding like mm -hmm. it's it's cornbread stuff but then it has like large chunks of uh a french baguette like ripped up and put into it and then you bake it okay so it kind of has like this oh my god it's delectable it's one of the best things it's my favorite thing. And every year when I, well, we didn't do this this year because we're social distancing. So we didn't have Thanksgiving, but, um, and I was mad about it too. Cause I really wanted, <laughs> I really wanted it, but it's like, she makes it and it's just perfection. It's, I love it so much. I mean, I guess I could try to make it myself, but it's just better if somebody else makes it for me. Um, and it's even brilliant heated up later. Like it's one of those ones where it, it just works either way. It makes me so happy. Anyway, but um, 
yeah, that is fantastic. And it's sort of, it's basically what replaced stuffing for our family because nobody really wanted the stuffing because of the soggy bread situation. <laughs> so we just stopped doing it. And that's basically what took over as the stuffing situation. And it's brilliant. Um, Jamie Foxx is also in this movie. Yes, he is. He's and a, it's one of those security dudes. Little fun cameo situation. Um, I don't other... think it was a cameo. It was his first role, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah, I mean, it, it was wasn't like... really. Yeah, I guess it wasn't a cameo because he wasn't Jamie Foxx. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People didn't really know him then. <laughs> He's like, oh, look, there's an attractive man in this movie. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, what else? What else was I going to say about this movie? I don't know. There's was a it lot about of... Yolanda and Steve. I was, yes, we had to bring up Yolanda and Steve because it, it's fantastic. Um, so basically, Robin Williams to get past security in this corridor, he steals a badge, but then they have to get past the security cameras. So they <laughs> they decide to pretend like it's MTV on the little monitor for the security yeah. people. So they have like this, the older guy, the marbles guy, put the tag on there, the set MTV. And then <laughs> they made up a music video, which was, what was it, Yolanda and? It was Yolanda, I think it was Yolanda and Steve. And then the, I liked the song. No, the song it is It was the two of them performing, like yeah. actually performing the song, which I thought was great. Yeah, it was Robin and Williams the, and um, Joan Cusack did the song. Yeah, it was it was very much a '90s music video. I liked that Robin Williams like kicked up the the little tags. That yeah, do they still do that? But the little thing the little, where it said like what it was. Like, yeah, like the artist, the song title, the the studio, I love <laughs> and the that. year, right? <laughs> like he kicked it up, and it was oh, that was yeah. fantastic. But it did, it looked like a, but it, it felt like an 80s song, like kind of like, um, I don't even know, almost like Devo-esque. A... Yes, yes, that yeah. song, yeah. Um, fantastic. Anyway, it's a very good song, but the, the, music, the music video and also a lot of the visuals in the film in general were inspired by uh, Rene Marguerite. Is that how you say his name? The artist? The dude who did the Magritte. The Maybe it's Magritte. Yeah, it's Magritte. Pat thing. I don't know how to say his name. I think it's Rene. Um, I would refer to you. <laughs> um, but yeah, he did. I can't remember the names of his paintings, but none it's of the his one paintings with the with the dude with the boulder hat with the, the boulder apple. hat with the apple. Everybody knows yeah. that one. Um, yeah, it's and what that was spoofed the toys in this movie cover, too. Looks like. Yeah, um, the eye, the big eye. That was that was literally one of his paintings. Um, mm -hmm. they just animated it. Um, but he was a big influence on the production in general for this film. And it looks yeah. like his art. Uh, and Renee Marguerite is, oof, he's got a story. Good Lord. He, <laughs> like you don't see faces in any of his paintings. Um, and there was a reason for it. He, I, I, I can't remember who it was. Somebody in his family committed suicide by drowning and when he found them it was like his mom or his sister or some or maybe his wife i can't remember i'm not good at those details but anyway uh, when he found her she had like a a sheet wrapped around her head and she was in the bathtub and so if you ever see his paintings like there's no faces 
and he specifically does that. And there's oh. one where it's like two people kissing, like, and they have sheets around their head. It's oh, that's a little sad. Yeah, um, <laughs> very sad. And if I'm wrong, I'm sorry. That's just something yeah, I well, read whatever. once, and maybe it's not true anymore. I don't know. It's it was in a magazine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where any of these people went to high school. I, I don't know. <laughs> so Sorry. The mu I want to talk about the... <laughs> I want to talk about the heist. Their little heist situation. The music video, I loved the music video. Mm -hmm. But that music video was wildly unnecessary. They put up a mirror. The, they had it. They could have just carried on with their day. They didn't have to get marbles involved okay. in just slapping up Ashley. the MTV thing. Ashley. What would the point of that be? It's not they, fun. <laughs> they could still sneak behind and get, get into the room. I was like, oh, that what a great plan. Look at you being practical. Oh, no, 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 no. Here it is. Here it is. <laughs> like, he had to make it weird. <laughs> you had to. That was the best. In fact, up until they could have, they could have done the music video at any time, because we already knew that Leslie and Alastasia loved to sing in the bathroom and dance in the studio. I mean, they yeah, were always performing together. Been, it, they could I have liked, done it at the Christmas but show. I loved that it was like that was their. <laughs> way of getting past it <laughs> and to them that probably made the most sense like yeah you're right the mirror like, situation reflecting yeah, the hallway I picture... perfectly fine but <laughs> but it's I not as Joan fun. Rivers when they're like when they're at the table like coming up with a game plan they're like how do we get past the guards and like Joan Rivers is like we distract them with a huge performance <laughs> like and then like they started off with the mirror and like, you know, that's how we disguise ourselves. And then they're like, yeah, let's keep moving forward with the huge performance part. <laughs> like, like you had it. You had it oh, right there. Oh, come on. It was fun. I enjoyed it. I'm not saying yeah. I didn't enjoy it. That's my favorite part of the whole movie is the well, music video. I will scene. say like as a, as a kid, like when I saw this the first time, not a kid, I guess I was a teenager, but, um, that was my favorite part of that. I mean, that's why I went and watched it again later. Cause I was like, Oh, that music video was so freaking cool. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so I would just watch it over and over for that. And then eventually I actually liked the rest of the movie. I was like, Oh, this is actually a very good movie. <laughs> what is happening here? Um, which is really, I don't know. I guess this is kind of a movie where it, not everybody's going to like this. That's for sure. Um, like, I'm pretty sure my mom did not like this movie at all. It's one of the ones she didn't like. Um, and I, especially, I guess, if you're a Robin Williams fan and you're watching all his movies and then all of a sudden this one comes up and you're like, what? What is this? What is happening here? <laughs> what is this No, movie? that's going to happen. They're, they'll, I mean, they'll I think be you're fine. If somebody's like, way before this one, If maybe. somebody's just now getting into Robin Williams and like going through his repertoire, they're going to be fine with toys and they're going to hit a weird bump in the road when they start hitting up <laughs> one hour photo. <laughs> or even what dreams may come. Like, oh, yeah. God, yeah, so what dreams may there. come, they're like, oh, okay, that was funky. And then one hour photo is like, that was dark. <laughs> dark. 
very, very dark. <laughs> uh, directed by Mark Romanek, or Rom, 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 Romanek, Romanek, Roman. No, it's Romanek. The, the Philharmonics. No, Mark Romanek. <laughs> I always thought it was Romanek, and I liked that name Romanek, and then I f realized it was pronounced Romanek, and I was like, eh, I still like him. <laughs> <laughs> um, he directed a lot of music, iconic music videos that you would super recognize if you saw them. Um, I would love to list some, but I'm blanking. En <laughs> 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 um, Vogue, uh, he did Free Your Mind by En Vogue. Nine Inch Nails, Closer. Actually, he did a bunch of Nine Inch Nails. He did um, oh, A Perfect Drug, too, which is so fucking gorgeous. Uh, Madonna, he did Bedtime Story from Madonna. Um, he did Bjork too. I, I'm trying to think of which love one he her. did for Bjork. Which I love Bjork. I don't Bjork? ever think she's too much. I fucking love Bjork. Are you she's being just funny? Doing or... her thing. <laughs> no, oh. no, I genuinely love Bjork. No, I adore her. I adore <laughs> like, her. Like she's fantastic. Like I remember. I mean, everybody makes fun of Bjork because of certain things, and it's like if you're not in her world like if you're not paying attention to what she's going through in her life then most of the stuff just seems ridiculous but like the swan dress her friend made that dress and she loved it and she wanted to show it off and that's it right the, wear it proudly to an award ceremony that she could care less if she was there or not <laughs> like like she probably went so she could wear the dress and then everybody makes fun of her for it because she looked silly but she thought she looked fantastic and I she did that dress fuck everybody yeah and she put Wait it on her it. fucking album cover later. Like, hello, that's my <laughs> dress. Um, there was that, and then um, when she attacked that reporter or paparazzi person or whatever it was, like, mm -hmm. and everybody's like, oh my God, this woman's insane. And it's like, no, 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 no. And I would like to put this on a podcast right now, is uh, that person stalked her for months leading up to that. Like he would show up everywhere she was and try to take photographs of her children and it was freaking her out i mean he was like hopping on airplanes to follow her like internationally like it wasn't oh just goodness, like that's so expensive it's expensive and it's insane and so when she finally lost it and she just attacked him like everybody thought she was crazy but it's like no y'all that person was nuts and she had every right to come up at him and do that because yeah he was violating her privacy horribly including her children like don't fuck with a mom's kids motherfucker it's not gonna <laughs> happen especially if it's bjork hello yeah <laughs> she's gonna come at you bitch she's gonna shank you good lord um anyway i fucking love her yeah, and i always great. support her i support her even when she just everything whatever i don't care what it is i love it <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so anyway, uh, so that's all I had. I, I've exhausted my notes, and I think I've exhausted everything the I know only, about this movie. The only other thing I want to bring up is Joan Cusack and why. Why is Joan Cusack never the leading lady? She is always nailing her role. She is in a whole bunch of stuff, mm -hmm. but... She's never on the cover, unless you count, like, 
Because she's like Jesse in Toy Story 3, right? And Jesse has like a whole a whole thing. Oh, right? yeah. Jesse's a little cowgirl? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Outside of that, which I don't see... I don't see Miss Joan River or Rivers Cusack's face <laughs> on any cover. And yeah. I like when I when I and I think I had that thought because when I started watching this, I was like, I had no idea she was in this movie. She is a major role. Why didn't I know this? Like, obviously, I knew Robin Williams was all up in it. He's on the cover twice. <laughs> it's him. And then him in his hat. <laughs> is he in the hat? He's in the hat too, yeah. Oh, I, the hat has a doorway, and in that doorway is another Robin Williams. <laughs> I don't think I ever. I mean, I know there was a hole in the hat, but I didn't realize that he was in the hat as well. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, I and I was just, I'm just mad about it. Like, no, I got it. I like, get you. What's, what's wrong? What's wrong with Joan Cusack? I mean, she's, she's in she's so fantastic. Many I mean, even like what was it? It's a very merry Muppet Christmas movie, which I still think we should do at some point. Um, oh, yeah. He's like. The major character. I mean, she's the villain, but she <laughs> she's like the character that they're up against in that movie. I, yeah, she's fantastic. I fucking love her. Yeah, I really do. Like, or and... or uh, Adam's Family Values. Hello, genius. The whole part, she's fantastic in that movie. Uh, Shameless. She's in several seasons of uh, Shameless as well. Was she? Yeah, she. Her and um. William H. Macy were, were boning down. How did I miss that? She was the, the, she was agora, she was the agoraphobe. She wouldn't go outside. I, and maybe I was drunk. This guy. I don't For know. several seasons. Yeah. Every time I see her, I'm like, oh my goodness. I had no oh, idea you she know was going to be in this. I think I came into that. I, I don't think I saw all of it. I don't think I've seen it from season one on. I saw it from like a late season on. Oh yeah, she's in the early seasons. That's probably it. Yeah, I'm like, I never went go, back girl? and watched the rest of them because I was like, eh, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, but then stuff like that comes up where they're like John, she was a major character, and I'm like, well, I don't remember that because I didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, well. Anyway, yeah. What would you rate this movie? Oh God, like eight toes. That's a that's a solid review. That's a solid toe count. Yeah, eight toes. I, I'm I mean I would give it more if it wasn't for the weird ending. Not weird ending, but the 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 whole war toy thing just didn't go the way that I wanted it to. <laughs> right on. Right it was too that's silly. Fair. But other than that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I wanted things to get dark. Yeah, I really did too. I kind of did. I wanted it to be like we've gotten this like and then that's like the maturity. The oversaturated toy thing through the mm -hmm. whole movie. So for it to have gotten dark at some point like where you don't get any of that those brilliant sets. Like the sets are gone. The toys are gone and you have a completely different the grown-up part of it like oh shit we're not in this movie anymore that would have been yeah yeah a very and, and interesting like, way to finish the film robin williams robin wright and joan all have to be like oh like this is grown-up stuff like we actually have to save these people that he's about to yeah. murder or so you know what i mean like yeah something <laughs> like, like that and, like, and then when we like you know rehire them we're gonna have to figure out the w2s and i9 stuff because we're not gonna have grown-ups around like we have to be the grown-ups <laughs> 
Ew, the paperwork. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to hire like an accountant. <laughs> well, Robin worked in the, the photocopy, so. <laughs> <laughs> he can work customer service role. Yeah. Um. Anyway, what so, would you give it? I I think six and a half. And I cool, still think that cool. that's good. I still enjoyed it. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've given things three toes and still loved it. That's true. That's true. That's true. I just yeah. think, well, I think out of, I, I think it was a very, a very serious cinematic effort, but mm -hmm. I think that the subject matter was so juvenile that I think that's why this caused such a. a yeah. A, there, there were bits where it dipped. Yeah. Because cinematically, like, if you're going to look at this literally, just cinematically, like, let's say, in fact, this is a good thing to think about. If Stanley Kubrick had made this film, this guy, you would have taken it way more seriously. But he also would have had that, that thing that we're missing from this movie, the thing that we just talked about. Like, he would have yeah. taken it to a, a place that would have made sense for an adult to enjoy this this thing that he created and i think that was maybe because it doesn't work as a kid's movie it's not a kid's movie at all oh i didn't think it was supposed to be no well and i think that's the problem with it i think that might be the issue is like people see this and they're like well this is a kid's movie but then it's like yeah no it's not don't let your kids watch that like <laughs> yeah there's not a lot of people you know what yeah because there's not a lot of people raining on his parade um yeah. Like in the beginning, his dad was like, you know, I hope he matures a bit, but not, not many people were like, Leslie, take this seriously. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think Stanley could have done something interesting with that. Or even Maybe. Fellini. Fellini's, I mean, it feels Fellini-esque a lot of the time, but Fellini also had a very, very, very good way of taking that fantasy that you're having and making you realize oh shit this is real like we're, yeah. we're not just looking at something that i don't know why but that made me think of christopher nolan <laughs> well yeah Where he could yeah he, he like like inception or um interstellar he did interstellar right where it becomes it's like fantastic and then it like becomes like fantastical and becomes like this is like real though you know you I have to like that. face the reality of things or even dark knight Dark, yeah. yeah. I mean, that is a good, Christopher Nolan is a good, yeah, same thing. I mean, he takes a very, a, like a concept that is fun, but he finds a way to make it work for an adult audience. Like it is yeah, still and they're fun. also very big, and this is a big movie. Like yeah, this big is, sets. this is definitely a big movie, and I think it was a big issue that it, that it didn't work quite well i mean i yeah. still like i'm not gonna say anything too negative what would you I, I think it's fantastic what would you recommend oh i should have known that was coming yeah what's your problem what's your problem what <laughs> <laughs> what movie would you recommend small soldiers oh i never saw that you never um, saw it no uh, it's, what's her name Kristen dunst had no idea she was boy. In that. You know what I'm going to recommend? I'm going to recommend um, 
a tank girl. Okay. Yeah. Because that one, I feel like Tank Girl kind of did the same thing that this one did. It was juvenile, but trying to be serious, and it never quite worked. But it's still a fantastic, fun movie. So I'm going to, that's mine. That's my suggestion. Maracamond. Well, Small Soldiers is, um, uh, you know, toys that are... Uh, created like uh by a military folk and uh they've got like these little microchips in them so they're they're sentient and they're designed for war and so they create a war between like the two groups of uh toys so there's like like an army set of toys and then there's like a monster set and they like go to battle but it comes into the it bleeds into the real world interesting i did not know that um awesome what a what a fun little little thing all right so what are we watching next week oh wait it's my pick i guess i should be the one (laughs) i mean i could tell them too because i know what it is (laughs) yeah you tell them john uh we are watching anna and the apocalypse 2017 thank you because i did not know that uh yeah so join us next week for that and uh in between those times of listening (laughs) yeah Pull out your, whip out your, your devices and go to our social medias. We got uh, One Foot Podcast Instagram, One Foot Podcast Twitter, One Foot Podcast at gmail.com for questions, concerns, mm-hmm. or recommendations. And mm-hmm. we've got One Foot on the Ground on the Facebooks. That's right, we do. Until next time. Oh, and rate, rate, review. Subscribe and review. Subscribe, yeah. So do those things. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye bye. (laughs) Like a like a toy winding down.